There is a podcast about an island in the North Atlantic where people have been looking for an incredible treasure for more than 200 years. Hello and welcome back to Could It Be? An Oak Island podcast. We are your hosts, Deidre and Dustin White. Hey, hey, we got something special happening today. Yes. So today we have a very special guest on the podcast. He's an icon and has been in the entertainment business for decades. Yeah, his uh, voice work in video games include roles for Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, The the Da Vinci Code, Final Fantasy XV, The Last of Us Part II, and most notably as Jim Rayner, the lead in the StarCraft universe. His TV acting credits include work on The Waltons, MASH, The Young and the Restless, Matlock, Three's Company, Columbo, The Big Bang Theory, Young Shelton, and Doogie Howser, MD. But his acting credits include film uh, voice work for the movies such as uh, Mulan, Hercules, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Captain America, Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, and as Charlie himself in Charlie's Angels. He also is a narrator, and his credits for narration include Star Wars, Empire of Dreams, Ancient Aliens, and for the purposes of this podcast, we know him best as the narrator of Beyond Oak Island and The Curse of Oak Island. We proudly bring to our listeners somebody that definitely deserves some kind of lifetime achievement award in the not too distant future, the legendary Mr. Robert Clotworthy. Welcome, Robert. Wow, that, that's uh, it's quite an introduction. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. You really had to go into the Wayback Machine to pull out uh, MASH and the Waltons and Emergency. Okay. And, uh, yeah, as far as Oak Island, maybe they're going to, you know, people get frustrated. They may toss me down into 10X, never to be heard from again. But we'll see. <laughs> I highly doubt it. Like, uh, 10X is looking to get stable this next year, <laughs> according to that most recent episode. So It's Fingers pretty crossed. exciting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so much so much fun stuff happening on Oak Island. We loved your work on the uh, Beyond Oak Island as well. Uh -huh. And uh, we want to touch on all that today. So, um We'll just begin with some questions, right? Yeah. So we have listeners' questions. We have questions. All the questions. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> just to prove, just to prove that it's me, I guess I should say, is it possible? Could it be? All right. Now you know that it's me. <laughs> yes. Well, that's that's actually perfect because our first question is about a certain phrase. So. Oh, right. Yeah. Your iconic phrase. Could it be? Uh, <laughs> is our namesake. So. Thank you for yeah, thank saying you. it all mm -hmm. the time. Uh, we appreciate it. Um, which, of course, leads to the first question. Did you come up with the phrase, <laughs> could it be all by yourself? Or was it already written in the script? And that's a question that comes uh, from Teresa on Facebook. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a great question. Uh, I have to give credit to uh, the, the late producer, Kevin Burns, the, the man that... Uh, you know, created ancient aliens and and the curse of Oak Island. He was a a marvelous writer, and I think we actually first used "Could it be" with with ancient aliens, and it was something that kind of moved over into uh, to the curse of Oak Island. Now he wrote it, but I made it my own. So uh, I guess the two of us uh, worked hand in hand to, to create a catchphrase there. And whenever I say it, I know people are, are excited about it. They, they really have, have, have taken to it. I, I, to be honest with you, I don't know exactly why, <laughs> because it's just me <laughs> saying it. But at the same time, I know that when I do it, I'm having a lot of fun. 
And I'm, I, I know the audience likes to hear it. So whenever I say it in the show, I'm kind of giving a little acknowledgement, a little, little wink to the people that are, that are tuning in, letting them know that I know they're there. They know I'm there. And this is a kind of a little, it's like with, uh, oh God, what's her name that uh, used to like do this to her ear to kind of, uh, you know, do that little, little secret signal to her, to her mom. Well, mm -hmm. that, that's my, uh, my way of acknowledging everybody that's, that's watching. I always, and I always try to change it up a little bit. Well, how many different ways can you do it? But I mean, we really appreciate it because it, it's just, um, I don't know. I look forward to, I, I, I listen very carefully for when uh, the Could It Be comes across because we don't get it every episode, but when we get it, we no, it. No, no, no. We, we don't want to wear it out. <laughs> oh, no. We're like, oh, that was a good Could It Be. <laughs> well, well, we, sometimes we, I'll say, could it be possible? Yeah. <laughs> just to kind of throw you a little bit. <laughs> yeah, well, we, you know, as our name, could it be an Oak Island podcast? We, uh, you know, we probably look for it more than others. So, <laughs> well, it was kind of natural when we. Oh, thank you, Car Carol Burnett. <laughs> thank you. Oh, Carol. Thank Burnett, you. People yeah. are out there bailing me out. So I'm going, you know, that actress that did this, <laughs> Carol Burnett. Thank you. Gotcha. We, well, we said we should do this podcast about the curse of Oak Island. And Dustin goes, what are we going to name it? And just, it fell out of my mouth. I said, could it be? What else would we name it? Is there another name? Nope. And here we are talking yeah. with could it be guy. Yeah, I'll <laughs> even make it so that it's not even a question. It's just more of a statement. Well, it's a statement heard around the world. So. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So um, actually that, that question was from Trisha. Okay. Uh, well, yeah. I, I must Thank you, Trisha. Yeah, I think you said Teresa, but that's oh, fine. I probably it's, did. it's totally no big deal. All right. So, um, so we could probably talk to you all day and cover to cover your extraordinary career. Like mm -hmm. we said at the top of the episode, we have, you know, you have credits. We, we didn't even do a third of your credits, not even a quarter of your well, credits. Yeah, you pulled all the ones from the, like the 1970s and eighties and nothing yeah. even of this millennium. <laughs> A couple. We did, <laughs> a couple. We did mention ancient aliens and we did mention curse of Oak Island, right? There you go. Yeah. So, um, however, um, so, your relationship with Prometheus uh, mm -hmm. began like in 2004 with Star Pot, Star Star Wars, The Empire of Dreams, right? That's right. And that was the first I've one. That, yeah, I've seen that documentary probably 10 or 15 times. I love it. Um, one of my uh, favorite parts is when you're talking about George Lucas's hometown because that's my hometown. I grew up in Modesto, California, and um, I just I just love uh, Star Wars as well. Mm -hmm. So um, before you landed that gig, did you uh, were you like a Star Wars fan at all? I mean, who wasn't a, a Star Wars fan? Uh, you know, I I actually saw it at the Chinese theater when it when it first came out. So yeah, of course. And I was a huge fan of George Lucas, and I'm a, I'm really am a fan of mythology and storytelling, and uh, of Joseph Campbell. So when Star Wars came out, it was basically that formula, and so it it, it mesmerized me as well. And and I. You know, I had friends. I think I, I think I knew Mark at the time, Mark Hamill at the time, because we were. You know, everybody was bouncing around as, as an actor, uh, seeing each other at auditions. So I'm sure I ran into him, you know, a few times at that at that point. And you know, there were people that were in the movie or were cast and almost going to be in it. So it was one of those things that we would talk about uh, quite a bit as a young actor in Hollywood. I wish I would had been in it. I would have loved that. But yeah, eventually yeah. I did get to work with George Lucas on Empire of Dreams. Yeah. Well, it's a great documentary. It's on Disney Plus if anybody wants to go and watch it. Nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, it truly is great. What it is, it's the uh, 
it's the making of the original trilogy. And the documentary that I did was a two-hour standalone DVD that came with that re-release of the first three films, you know, episodes four, five, and six on DVD. So, and everybody was in it. Uh, you know, they, you know, Harrison Ford, who does not give interviews, certainly doesn't like to talk about Star Wars. He came on for this. So everybody uh, is in the documentary and it truly is fantastic. Yeah, it's a really big deal. Like uh, I, I saw it on the DVD when um, I bought those special edition DVDs. I, I hadn't even watched Star Wars until 1997 when it was the 20th anniversary. My family didn't expose me to it, I guess. But I love Star Wars and Deidre's a big fan, too. Yeah, we and we did another documentary uh, with with George Lucas. It was called "The Legacy Revealed." I don't know if you if you've seen that one. Of the two, that's actually my favorite. Oh. It's you know Star Wars: The Legacy Revealed, and it talks about the mythology of Star Wars. It breaks it down, and to me, it's 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 utterly fascinating. I don't know how I missed it, but I need oh, to go back. Then to you, I, I just gave you a wonderful gift because it's a yeah. terrific, terrific documentary. Well, and I of course, yours times. truly is narrating. Oh, <laughs> wonderful. Then it must be watched. Yeah. <laughs> it must be. Yeah, I've seen most of the Star Wars movies. Or, like, uh, at least or, the- or should we say, should, watched it must be. Kind of a yeah. Yoda kind of a th- yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I've seen probably all the Star Wars movies a hundred times each, um, up through episode six, one through six, but not like the newer ones yet. But um, yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I, I missed it somehow, but I'm, it's going to be on my list. So thank you. I find it interesting that you said you really love like storytelling, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, I, I'm sure you've seen these bad boys. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I have. Uh, I have the complete set. They sent that to me. <laughs> that was us. That is. Oh, us. was you? Oh my goodness! Yes, of course. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Most people don't put us together usually initially as the. We are the trading card people. Yeah. Those crazy. Oh, people. I love it. Yes, I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, um, we needed we made sure that you were in the set because you are as every uh, a bit of a member of the Fellowship of the Dig as anybody else. So, yeah, I I feel that I'm I'm there with them every step of the way. You know, I'm not getting my 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 hands dirty. There's no dirt underneath my fingernails, but <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm am intimately involved with what they're yeah. doing for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, right on. Uh, let's see here. Where are you? At? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so it seems like Kevin Burns, I mean, we talked about yeah, him a little yeah, bit yeah. earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a really rare breed in the entertainment industry and really a visionary, right? I mean, he came up with the could it be line and you delivered. <laughs> yeah, he was He was quite amazing. He, um, he was certainly a, a force to be reckoned with. He was emotional. He was brilliant. He was loyal. He was the brightest guy in the room, humble, uh, funny. I mean, he, he had all of it. He and I literally, um, he was just a couple of months older than I am. So we grew up at the same period of time. We watched the same shows growing up at the same time. You know, he was nine. I was nine. We were watching the same thing. So I really understood his fascination with, with early television. And, uh, he also, taught film at Boston University. So he had this, he had this great intellect. He was a, you know, basically a professor of, of, of film. In fact, in his offices in, in Hollywood, he put it right on Hollywood and Vine. 
He wanted to be in the center of Hollywood. He's on the top floor of this building, you know, 18, 19 stories up with uh, outside of his window, you could see the Hollywood sign. And he filled the office with Hollywood memorabilia. He was an incredible collector uh, of, of things. And, but also this had this kid-like aspect to him where he liked to play. And, you know, at, at all of that, and he just made this amazing environment for people to be creative. He supported you in your creativity. I asked him one time why he chose me as the narrator, and he used me all the time. I mean, this is an amazing relationship that I had with this guy that it goes back 16 plus years. And he would plug me into things all the time. And he called me his, his, his good luck charm. Well, I asked him one time, you know, and this was about ancient aliens, uh, why he, you know, hired me. And he said, you know, he goes, sometimes I write this stuff. He goes, and I look at it and I think, God, this is such crap. He goes, but then, but then he goes, I hear you say it and I believe it. And so he, I, I had this unique um, relationship where he was the mind and I was the, I guess I was the mouth that would articulate the words and tell his story. So it was, it was an intimate relationship that he trusted me to do this. And I just kind of just allowed whatever he wrote to just kind of, you know, I was the vessel to just release it. So I'm sure that when he was writing, could it be, what if it were true? Is it possible? All that kind of stuff. And he kept plugging that stuff in. He he wanted to hear it a, a, a certain way. And obviously I, I was giving it to him. I was having fun with it. He was having fun listening to it. When we would do um, shows, we would do something what, you know, what they call a scratch track where it's an early, maybe it's the first cut of, of Curse of Oak Island, for example. And normally you'd have a producer or an editor that would kind of just say the words that I was eventually going to come in to say. He didn't want to hear anybody else do it. He would bring me in to do the scratch track because he just did not want to hear anybody else say these words other than me. And I took that as a, as a, as a great compliment. And I, I miss him terribly because he was such a, a, a wonderful human being, but he created this wonderful environment, creative environment, and the people that are now running Prometheus, uh, uh, we, we didn't lose a step. And I'm so proud of Kim and, and Dave and Joe who had to step in an impossible situation and take over for somebody who was, I mean, he was, he was it. He was the guy you, you went to if you had a question, the guy that would make the final decision, the guy that knew how to tweak things a little bit to give it a little, little unique spin to make it interesting. He was the fellow that discovered, you know, Rick and Marty Lagina and brought uh, their story to television. And when you think that 3 million people tune in each and every week and have been doing that for, what are we in, our eighth, ninth season? Nine. People yeah, are still caught up in it. It's it's just a testament to how how brilliant he was to be able to find something that the audience would really resonate with. Yeah, well, that's only 3 million people in the United States. I mean, then oh, that's true. in Canada and however how many more millions were there and then all around the entire world. The world is captivated by the Curse of Oak Island. So. Well, let me ask you, because, you know, I'm, I'm on the inside looking out. What mm -hmm. is it about the show that really captures your interest? Why, why do you watch it each week? 
why wouldn't we? <laughs> um, well, cool. well, there you go. No, Deidre and I are also treasure hunters. Uh -huh. and okay. We we dig for buried treasure, but it's not uh -huh. nearly the same scale. But, <laughs> okay, who can? <laughs> yeah, we can't. Yeah, I mean, that's it's the biggest treasure hunt in the world. But um, we we dig for buried treasure, and we know how hard it is, and we try to convey that to our audience. You know, we have um, we get uh, you know a couple thousand views on Facebook, but we have thousands and thousands of people that listen to our podcast. Yeah, and um, so you know we try to put out that hey, what they're doing is not easy. It's extremely hard. What we dig for and we can't find is buried three feet deep. What we're looking for is over 100 feet deep, maybe 200 feet deep. I yeah. mean, it's one of the hardest things to do. And then we have guys like Tony Sampson come on to our uh, show and we do an interview with him and he tells us, well, try to hit uh, a target like that underwater. Right. You know, it's buried <laughs> underwater and, uh, you know, everything's moving and everything. So, like, this stuff is incredibly difficult. Yeah. And uh, people expect them to find something every week. And uh, we don't have those same expectations because we know how it is. It's treasure hunting, not treasure finding. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah it's uh, I that's interesting to me because um, I the show is about searching for treasure. Um, it's if it was finding treasure, then you're over and done, you know, in, a, in an hour. Um, mm -hmm. And it's also it's about what it takes you know having having goals working within a budget <laughs> working with conflicting ideas working as a team uh so it has all these wonderful elements that if you're and everybody's got a kind of a stake in it. everybody i think yeah. kind of identifies with you know as a kid as a kid or an adult you go out there and you're you search for treasure where you know you're you're exploring you don't know what's out there you don't know if you're going to find it, where you're going to find it, or what you're going to find. And these guys are legitimate. This is not something they did just for television. No, this was their childhood dream. And I think people uh, resonate also to the sincerity that's there, that these guys are really trying to do something. And I know in that final episode with uh, when Gary Drayton said what he said at the end that, you know, Rick, we're going to we're going to follow you. You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to stick. We're not going to let, we're not going to let you go by yourself, man. We are committed hundred percent. And it was so, so from the heart mm -hmm. that, uh, I, I think people got a, you know, let's call a little, little peek behind the curtain of, as to the sincerity of, of, of what it is these, these people are trying to do and whether they succeed or not, you know, I mean, what, what is success? What they find the Ark and the Covenant, that success? Well, in some people's minds, maybe it is. Maybe the fact that these two brothers uh, worked on this together and through difficult times stuck with it and followed their dream, uh, maybe that's what, what success is, is just committing to a cause and, and, and going for it. But, but I know that the p people that watch it for a variety of reasons. I have people that have contacted me and said they watch it with their family because it deals with things that, A, it's non-threatening. You know, you know, you can have a six-year-old watch the show and he's not going to be offended by by anything. In fact, he's probably going to be, or he or she is probably going to be excited by all the machines and all the stuff that they're doing. Um, and they talk about issues that, A, the kids are learning at school or how people work together or why they're doing this or why they're not doing that. And it opens up the discussion within the family that is, is, is healthy. 
and uh, it's it's really nice to be to be a part of of something like that. I mean, I've you know, I've been in video games where you play the, the bad guy and it's just you know shoot him up, kill, 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 kill. You know what, what's the moral message behind that? Not a whole heck of a lot. But with something like this, there's you know it's it's family working together and sticking together, even if they're irritated with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the family and the whole fellowship, right? I mean, we're all there for their journey and it's really been amazing watching them. And it's been fun watching the fellowship grow too. Yes. You know, like uh, every season they seem to get a couple more people and they just fit right in and it's a big yeah. giant family and it's uh, incredible what they're able to achieve together. So yeah. And, and let's face it. I mean, they're, they're doing it on a scale that, I mean, we could only dream of. I mean, they're blessed and that they have the, uh, the financial ability to really go for something like this in, in a, in a way that the average person is never going to be able to. And there's so many mysteries that are associated with, with this island, so many clues that they've discovered. It's difficult to basically say, Oh, it's all BS. There's nothing there. It never has been. Why have people been mesmerized for over 200 years? What is it about this, this space? And even if it's just a matter of discovering what the history is of that particular section of the world, that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, everything about the show, every, everything that it covers, everything that the guys on the show do is just, um, it's um, fascinating. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I understand, like, when they do find uh, random uh, things that they weren't expecting, you know, I can, I feel gobsmacked right there with them, you know, and it's just, it's amazing what they're able to do. And the team is, uh, team is what? They're just, the, they're family. And yeah. that's, yeah. The, that, yeah. that's yeah. what brings people back over and over because yeah. everybody, you could see, they might not say I love you to each other, but you could tell that there's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot yeah, of love in that war room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, we ha- do have a listener question question from amy schultz on facebook and she mm-hmm. asks which of your theories is your favorite and why <laughs> of the theories on on oak island yep um oh, goodness uh well i i i i love the whole templar angle because yeah. you know that's something that not only have we explored on oak island but on, on other shows that i've narrated and you know it, it, it's it, I'm I'm one of those people that I'm 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 not locked into one particular uh, um, idea as to how or you know theory. I'm kind of open to to all of it because I I love to learn. And when they talk about you know the Rochefoucauld family, or they talk about the Templars, or they talk about uh, Marie Antoinette, all of a sudden there's all these in the Incas, the Mayans. It's like whoa, wait a minute. There's a lot of a lot of activity, a lot of question marks. And so I'm kind of following how they go. It's, I think that they're, they're right on track. They've got some, uh, well, I don't want to give anything away, but they've got, some, <laughs> they got some, some pretty cool ideas as to uh, what I think their next attempts are going to be. And it's, it's, I, I, I admire the guys. I, I, I'm, <laughs> as you can tell, not only am I the narrator, but I'm also a fan. Awesome. very invested i'm sure yeah 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 as we all are yeah so we did have that um, end of season um drilling down episode with maddie blake where craig alex mm-hmm. jack 
Rick and Marty, they all said they hope the Templar or the treasure is Templar related like mm -hmm. you. And that's what I yeah. feel. I mean, if, if I can, if we can have anything, please be Templar. <laughs> yeah, the Templars were involved with everything. You know, if the Templars are involved, that opens up so many avenues to explore. Yeah, well, that cross that uh, Rick and Gary found a few years ago, I mean, what an artifact. Really? Yeah, come on. What, 16th century? Really? Okay, well, how'd that get there? And it looks just like the cross they saw um, months before in France. Yes. I mean, it's amazing. I just... <laughs> Deidre's gobsmacked I'm right gobsmacked. Now. I can't even... Uh, it, it's so much. Yeah, so do you think that there's any chance that the treasure has already been collected, for example, to fund the American Revolution, like it's been presented on the show, oh, or by man. some other group? Do you, do you have any... Or do you feel like it's still there? I, You know, I, my guess is I, I think there's still something there. I think that over the 200 years, you know, we, I know we bring up Samuel Ball a lot that he, he was, I think I'd call him a simple cabbage farmer. I probably said that just about as many times as I've said, said could it be? Right. Um, and the question is, how could a simple cabbage farmer end up being one of the most uh, wealthiest men in, in that region of, of Nova Scotia? I, I, you know, maybe there was a lot of money to be made in cabbages back in the, uh, you know, the 1700s. Um, doesn't seem like it would be a, a huge moneymaker, but maybe, maybe they eat a lot of cabbage up there. But <laughs> my guess is he probably either discovered stuff, stumbled into stuff. It was, you know, I, I think that there was a lot of stuff that was put there over the years. And did he find a portion of it and spend it? Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty good guess that that's something that he probably probably did um but my guess is there there's still something there i mean just finding the the road that they're finding the yeah. stuff that they find when they drain the the swamp or smith's cove and it's like how do, why would somebody build something there it makes no sense i mean it's it's not like you just you know it's not like you're just i don't know just yeah, it takes time and effort. Yeah. And it's not easy to do. Like you said, I mean, you're going to build a road in Nova Scotia. Okay. And you're building it in the 1600s. You're bringing in rocks. Okay. Mm -hmm. How many island. people are involved in this? It's, it's, it's a big endeavor. It's not just a couple of guys with a, with a pickaxe. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that they have touched on the show in the past is like, Right. If you're going to dig a giant hole to retrieve the treasure, you're probably not going to fill it back in and just leave no traces behind. So mm -hmm. that 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 lends to possibly uh, it being more of a um, uh, not found right, right in my brain, because like they would have left some kind of evidence behind. We don't know. We don't know. We, yeah. There's more searching to be done. Then these guys are not giving up. If anybody's got an idea, grab a shovel, come on up to Oak Island and just start start digging. I, I've made some jokes. Uh, you know, I say on the show, uh, what did I say? 200 years, uh, solving a mystery that has eluded, uh, the key to solving a mystery that has eluded researchers for, for close to 200 years, over 200 years. I tell people now that we have a little bit of a, it's a lockbox uh, outside of the war room. It's clearly marked that says, place the key to solving a mystery that has looted researchers for more than 200 years here. So if you've, if you've got that key, just kind of pop it in there and uh, we'll work through it and eventually, eventually unlock that. <laughs> the little lock. Yeah. So if you got the key, bring it on up. 
Wow, we better find it. Then we could have a seat at the war room table. I know. There you right? go. All right. So, um, you know, we actually have something a little bit special planned for you. Yeah. So and something, I mean, we've tweeted back and forth and such, you know, about our clot worthy moments. And we <laughs> have asked, um, like, you know, <laughs> a lot of people have also asked if yeah. you've been to the island before. And we know you haven't. Yeah, unfortunately, unfortunately, I have not. I, I, I hope to go. I've kind of put the the feelers out a little bit. Uh, I know I've heard back from from Laird Niven, uh, who we we tweet back and forth every once in a while, and he's he he would love it. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of, um, I guess, scheduling it more than anything else. Because once they're up there working, I'm usually down here working, so it's difficult to, you know, especially last year where, you know, who knows. Who knew whether we were even going to have a show or not? Right. But uh, I, I would love to go yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I know you'd love to meet the guys and such. So yeah. our goal, of course, was to <laughs> maybe bring some of the island to you since it's been a couple of COVID years. Yeah. And uh, we can only do so much from here, but uh, <laughs> maybe do a little bit. So, uh, first off, let's go ahead and bring in one you have spoken about. With hey, Robert, Laird. how are you? Laird. Laird, how are you doing, doing my friend? Right. Oh, wow, yeah. what a surprise. Great I love you. it. Yes. All right, and then I'm going to go ahead and add one more for you. We have also... Aaron. Mr. Claude, where are they? Good, how are nice you doing? to meet you. Yes, pleasure, oh, pleasure. pleasure. I say your name oh, a yeah. lot. <laughs> Do you have like a tally board of how many names you've said the most oh, or like goodness. winning? I, I think that the number one has got to be Rick and Marty Lagina because it's usually just the two of them together. And it's usually brothers Rick and Marty Lagina. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while, it's it'll be Marty and Rick Lagina, but usually it's Rick and Marty Lagina. Yeah, sometimes you got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. But uh, we do want to thank uh, Laird and Aaron for coming and joining us and uh, – so we can uh, uh, do some chatting with mm-hmm. Robert Clark. We're the yeah. voice of Oak Island. Uh, How's it going up there, guys? Stormy Great. today. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, you know what? We actually have one more person joining us. Uh-oh. Let's see who it is. No. It's <laughs> <laughs> the guy that's in charge of the island, Scott Barlow. Scott, how are you doing? Good folks. Hey, Scott. Good to see you. Oh, this is this is what a great surprise this is! I'm I'm loving this. Oh my goodness, we we never get to talk. Yeah, we thought it would be a lot of fun. So, um, I I was going to ask you, Robert, what is uh-huh. your, uh, do you have a memorable moment um, featuring each of these guys that uh, showed up today? So, like a, a Laird moment, an Aaron moment, and a Scott moment. Even maybe oh just my goodness, I, I, not 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 really. I mean, it it's you know when I when I'm uh, recording the show, I don't get to to see it while I'm recording it. I'll, I'll only be able to see the stuff afterwards when I check in to see what, what the episode is. Um, but uh, I, I, Aaron, I love what you and, and Miriam are doing. I love whenever they go down there and uh, ex- explore the, the, the road, I think is really, really fascinating to what, what that's all about. And it's, it's just so many mysteries and, where it leads, where it's coming from, where it's going to is, is I, I think it's incredible. Yeah. I mean, how long do you think it took to build what you found so far? 
Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, Billy Gerhardt um, had some estimates, you know, having moved a lot of stone in his, his time, but uh, I, I'm not sure, to be honest. A fair bit of time and a fair bit of manpower, for sure. Yeah, it's not like you can do that in a couple of weeks. No, it's going to be years with a lot of people. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just, I just have to tell you, Mr. Clogsworthy, um, when I was heading up, uh -huh. uh, I said that I was going to speak to you, and my nine-year-old daughter said she really loves how you can make even the smallest artifacts sound really interesting. And I said to her, I said, well, oh. I talk about artifacts all the time. And she said, yep, and then walked away. <laughs> So you've, you've, you've uh, sparked some interest in my daughter, I think. So, uh, oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny. I did a, um, a, a this cameo thing a, a few weeks ago for for a fellow's daughter, and he mentioned. He says, "My daughter says said he sounds really nice." <laughs> that, that was that was her thing. So, so that's, that's very, very kind of her. Tell her, uh, tell her, Hey, for me and, uh, give, give her, give her yeah. a hug. Wow. Yeah. Anybody can go to cameo and get a, a shout out from uh, Robert. I mean, uh, we, did we did it. Yep. Oh, yep. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And it was a lot of fun. So we, uh, encourage everybody to do that. We also got something from Robert from, uh, I think it's, is it Jemmy? This is uh, one of your, Oh scripts. yes. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Uh, one of the, my original scripts. Yeah, it says, uh, could it be we got more wood? <laughs> well, I, 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 joke, I joke about wood a lot because we talk about it, but I say, well, the island is called Oak Island. Remember that. You know, if it was Popsicle Island, we'd probably find a lot of popsicles, but we're finding wood. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> it's what you, you got to work with what you got, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so Laird, you once told us that the number one person you want to come and visit Oak Island is Robert Plotworthy. Is that Absolutely. Absolutely. I want to yeah, come, I Laird. Like Robert said, we've been tweeting back and forth, and, uh, you know, it'd be really, really great to have him out there. And, and you know, because what he does is amazing because he doesn't actually, see, you know, you narrate without seeing what what what's being shown so it would be so amazing to have you uh right there while we're doing our thing i'll just describe whatever it is you're doing you know while well, you're doing it perfect. there's Lord niven he's now walking over and uh, tying his shoe <laughs> yeah it might, it might be a little uh might be a little boring for a while <laughs> Oh no! I I would I, I love it. I I give me a shovel. Let me dig. I'll I just I want to get my hands dirty to say that I I'm am part of it. You know that I actually got a sore got a sore muscle as opposed to just a, a sore vocal muscle from talking. Oh, well, you're definitely part of it. <laughs> you have been for quite a while, man. Uh, wow. Yeah. So um, hey, we do have a question for Scott um, with uh, Robert here. So how strange is it? How cool is it to meet someone who narrates your every move while you're working? Oh, it's an honor. Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch the show, but Rob, you, what I have saw, you do a great job of it. I think you're you're a part of the show, making it what it is. Well, that's that's really really kind of you to say that. I mean, I'm, honestly, guys, this means a lot to me to uh, to hear from you you directly because you know as I, as you know, I'm you know I'm here in L.A. I'm 
approaching the show from a completely different different place uh and uh, like like I t like I told Deidre and, and Dustin, if I wasn't narrating it, I'd be a fan of it. And I think what you guys are doing is so fascinating. And uh, uh, my I don't get the script in advance. I don't want to read what's happening ahead of time. I want to be in the moment. So when you guys are discovering something, it's as if I was there. I'm as excited about it as you guys are. And if I can kind of just let my natural interest, excitement be conveyed to where the audience uh, gets a little bit more uh, connected to what it is you're doing, then, then I think I'm doing my job. But you guys are the ones that are doing the, the physical work. And I I would love to just go up there and hang with you and and literally, I will dig. I want to be, I want to say, man, I put a shovel in the ground here. You don't just need a shovel, like you could, um take the uh, the new Rick approach by grabbing a trowel and hanging out with Aaron or in the uplands at the uh, yeah I would I would love to go with you know with, with you Aaron just and just just take the little brush and just kind of you know take little little you know just uncover stuff as well I mean all that's I find it all fascinating yeah, it, it can be addictive uh you Rick was quite hesitant and then at the end we could hardly get him out of the uh, uplands so yeah <laughs> Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it was fun to watch Rick uh, jump in there with you, Aaron. And because uh, we never would have suspected that he'd uh, be so in, like into uh, trial work. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. really cool. It wasn't Gary's uh, comment at the end of the final episode was so genuine and so from the heart. I mean, it it, it brought a tear to my eye just, just watching it. Me too. Yeah. You know, when he said um, that uh, we'll go with you anywhere to Rick, I mean, yeah. it doesn't get better than that. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't show more, much more of like a cohesive unit. Fa you know, the fellowship is a, is a family. So. Yeah. Sometimes dysfunctional family, but. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. any family. I'm saying, isn't that all right families? Like... That sums it up pretty good, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. All right, so actually we have one more person to bring in. Oh my goodness, uh, this is, um, my my mind is about to explode. <laughs> well, well this is, that was our so, goal. The thing is, I'm I'm fans of all these guys. Yeah. This, I'm like mean. I'm like a fanboy <laughs> out right now. Good, we, we're, we're fans too. Yeah, so. let's fan out some more. Yeah, let's uh, bring uh -oh. in. Uh, oh, he said, oh my God, I can't take it. I can't take it. <laughs> yeah, Tony Sampson is here. What's up, Tony? How's it Hi, going? Hi guys, how you doing? Hey, Tony. Hey. Wonderful. Oh, this is too much. <laughs> it's not even my birthday. And like I've got all these gifts I'm getting. How are you doing, Tony? Good. I'm so, so, so happy to be able to join you guys here today. I just got off the ocean. And as um, Aaron said, it's horrible out there. It's blowing and raining. Mm -hmm. It's miserable. Uh, I, I want to ask you so many questions, but I don't, I don't want to know yet. I want to, I want to discover... <laughs> You know when the when the fans discover what's going on, but I'm excited about this season, man. Boy, oh boy. I mean, after after first of all, you guys dealing with with COVID when we weren't even sure whether we were going to have a series or not, uh, a season or not. I thought this last season was probably the best ever. I mean, it you know from from this horrible situation we were all in came this 
this, I don't know, everybody just kind of, if it was possible, even bonded closer with this and said, man, we got, we got to stick with it. And also I think the fans really appreciated this season a lot because they needed that, that distraction, that release, that, that place where they could go to on Tuesday nights and just, you know, get out of their own, you know, whatever was, was going on in, the, in their own lives, even if it was just for an hour. And it was so helpful, helpful and so healthy for so many people. So it's, it's been, it's more than just searching for treasure guys. You guys helped a lot of people just be in there. We completely agree. Like as viewers, it was, uh, it meant the world to us that you guys uh, didn't just go out there and, uh, you know, uh, you guys went out there and did more than we ever could have expected you to do. And the season was absolutely amazing. Just like Robert said, it's the best yet. It's the best yet to come. That is the question. Yeah. And Robert, you've been narrating, you know, Tony for a long time. <laughs> like, you know, he Eight was seasons, the so. first picking up the stones off of that uh, stone yeah. The, no, paved the, pa area. the paved area. Yeah. So when you like started seeing they were. Well, I think I think Tony, we've also had you in uh, what Civil War Gold as well. Mm -hmm. um, no, 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 I wasn't in that no. one. No. I'm, I'm trying because I, I could. Ancient Aliens for sure. No. <laughs> no. What? Are you serious? No. You just feel like just the o just the Oak Island one, Robert. Just the Oak Island one. Oh my goodness. How about, so how about beyond, beyond Oak Island? No. No? Oh, I'm, I'm over yet. three. Gosh, I'm like uh, Albert Pujols <laughs> or something. Well, we didn't really give you time to prep. So, I mean, it's only fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, we've got Robert here, Tony. Um, you know you want to give him a, a tour on your uh, Salty Dog Sea Tours one day, right? Yeah, hopefully when it's a lot nicer than it is today. Yeah, it, it was not much fun out there today at all. She was, she was really. Well, I, I, I'm pretty good on a boat. I, I've pretty much a cast iron stomach, so you know we can go into the into the choppy waters, and I should be fine. Yeah. Well, I mean that's that's the beauty up here. I mean, on a nice day, it is absolutely fantastic. But the reason we have so many shipwrecks up here around the coast is because it can go from beautiful to hell in a handbasket really quickly. And so that's why there are so many wrecks all around the coast here. Are you guys all as excited about the show as when you first came onto it? I know that I am. Every time I go in, it's like my first day at work. I have that kind of excitement about about being involved with it. Is it that same way for you guys after all these years? Well, I, I remember at the end of season four, my first season, I said, well, this is it. They're not going to do anything else. And at the end of season yeah. five, I said, well, this is it. They're not going to be able to do anything else. So, I've moved on since then. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I remember, uh, you know, the first couple of episodes. I think we did, God, I'm trying to think, it was like three or five episodes the first season. Yeah. And the, the producer at the time saying, I, I don't know where they're going to go from here. And... <laughs> <laughs> now I, I kid him every time I see him. I say, okay, how many hours have we done now? Was 150, 3 million people a week? Yeah. So, like, so Robert, what, what do you think uh, is the secret behind the success of the show? Like, why is it so popular, do you think? 
Well, uh, number one, I think that the brothers are are very interesting. Their relationship is it's something a lot of people can relate to. And if you have siblings, whatever, and but you, I think you can identify with these guys that they truly do love one another. They're brothers, and they're you know Marty is helping Rick to realize their their childhood dream and so i th- i think a that's what people resonate to number one is that these guys are genuine that that this their relationship the way they work together is really pretty interesting and it's 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 very functional i mean they still have emotions they still you know get angry with one another but they work through that and also the 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 cast that has been a uh, has been put together all you guys first of all you're darn interesting you're 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 charismatic you're you're fun to fun to look at as far as watching what's going on people can't tear their eyes away from from what it is that you're doing and the quest is something that i think everybody kind of relates to and it goes back to when you were a little kid just going into your backyard and kind of looking to see what was there you know, and then finding whatever it might be, you know, a, a, you know, a piece of this or a piece of that and going into your mom or dad and say, look what I found. Right. And sometimes they would say, oh, that's that's very valuable. And they make up and they say, oh, that's treasure. Put that away. Save it. So it 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 resonates to that childlike aspect that we all have, that that wonderment. And I think as as human beings, we're we're naturally explorers anyway. And the show has been able to bring that to people in a way that I think is completely unique. Uh, and also to do it at a scale that nobody could in their wildest imaginations could ever anticipate that this is possible, that you'd be bringing this kind of equipment in. I remember one time I was reading in the, in a show talked about some giant machine that was coming from, I think it was coming from Korea. And uh, it was a, uh, you know, specially built. And I, first of all, I thought, wait a minute, how, when did they plan on this thing? You need to, you can't just order this thing off the shelf and pick it up. You've got to plan a year in advance. I'm sure if it's some custom machine and then how does it get from Korea to Nova Scotia? Did they drive it across Canada? Did they go through the, you know, the Panama canal? You know, I started thinking about the, just the logistics of it. And it, to me, I find all that fascinating. I mean, there's also, you know, growing up, if you had, if you had a little boy, uh, if, if you wanted to keep him occupied, you just put like a, a, a VHS cassette of a construction site on television. All it is is trucks going in and out, you know, cement truck, whatever they get, no, nothing's going on, no story. And they're mesmerized. Well, I think there's also that aspect to it is that you see this this stuff going, you go, how does Billy Gerhardt work that thing? What What is this machine? What, it kind of spins and goes down. And that's, and you've got all these experts doing it. So it's, it's fascinating on so many levels. And then of course, it's approachable. Everybody can watch it. You don't have to be afraid of bringing like your, you know, your 10 year old to watch the show. It's, 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 there's a wholesome aspect to it. And the way that you guys work together is is wonderful. I mean, you, you're you're giving great life lessons to people. It's only wholesome. 
And you're all heroes. You're all heroes. <laughs> it's it's great. Sorry, I was gonna say it's only wholesome since Dave left. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, well, you need the outtakes. <laughs> oh, we need some outtakes, please. Uh, yeah, Manny <laughs> said at one point we we're gonna. He's gonna try to get us uh, drilling down with outtakes of uh, and uh, bloopers. Crossing yeah. our fingers. Well, you don't, you don't want any of my outtakes. Now that that would be that would land me in prison. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, actually, speaking of, uh, we do have one more thing that we'd like to share here. Mm -hmm. That uh, so uh, there was a lot of people that wanted to come and they couldn't. Uh, it wasn't in their schedule to be here today. Mm -hmm. But uh, one person came out of his way to record a video for you. Mm -hmm. And so we're gonna play that video here in just a second. Oh my so goodness! Three guesses. <laughs> The first two don't count. Oh, this is drilling oh. down. This, this, it, I, I don't even know why I bother. I'll never be worthy of the clot. Oh, hello, Robert. It's me, your old pal, Maddie. You know, all kidding aside, one of the greatest honors of working on this show is the fact that sometimes I'm even mentioned in the same breath as the greatest to ever do it. Cheers, my friend. I can't wait to see you on the island someday. And I can't wait to see you in Los Angeles one of these days and give you a big Maddie Bear hug. <laughs> All the best. You're the best. Yeah, Maddie, Maddie is a is a good guy, man. He does a great job. Boy, is he does he do a good job. Yeah, he's a cool guy. Yeah, we just had an interview with him a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, um, yeah he he like literally um he was uh, a blast yeah. yeah well he just loves oak island he loves all of you guys and, oh yes um, uh his enthusiasm really shows so mm -hmm. but yeah he wanted he was basically uh pretending to do a clot worthy moment there yeah. but he mm -hmm. couldn't get it because there's only one there's only one guy <laughs> only one plot. yeah and actually so on our on our podcast weekly we have a vote for the clot worthy moment of the week we yeah. have not done our a recap of the season finale yet because we're doing these interviews but we've been saving the winner from the last week that we did uh -huh. in this moment until right now okay all right so so everybody gets this is like a roast I, i'm lo i'm loving this <laughs> no this is great. A gentle roast. no this is great so this is the uh worthy, sorry the clot worthy moment of the week winner from our last episode of the podcast okay, here, we go. here we go a drop of the drill rod of nearly 18 feet could it be a natural void of some kind I'm like embarrassed at the same time. I'm, I'm thrilled and, and, and honored. We have lots of people voting on this every week. It's a big deal for our podcast. So we, we're honored to share that with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you have clout worthy moments every week. We know these guys always have something offhanded to say, and we usually grab those clips and uh, use oh throughout yeah like here, here's a, here's one that we clipped of uh, uh laird do you want to try we always did the best of the best and our favorite of the season sorry aaron we gotta sorry. do it this is uh our favorite clock or our favorite uh clip of the season oh yeah Good girl <laughs> <laughs> you know it's what's funny in in this in the script it's a transcription yeah. so that all those lines are there. Too the much script. time in the swamp. That's awesome. <laughs> That's my only defense. Well, now tell, tell me, guys, 
are, are, are Rick and Marty is, uh, do they like what I'm doing? <laughs> I haven't met them yet. I would hate to think that they're thinking, oh God, that cloud is incredibly oh God, irritating. I gotta love it. Uh, as far as I know, they do. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Well, they're not, okay. They're, they're pretty important members of the show. If they're watching at home and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't get it. Let's get, let's get, move on to a different narrator. You know, you probably would have heard about that by now. Yeah. So you're doing a great job. Well, it, it ain't broke. So yeah. we're not going to fix it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Well, you guys have a really good formula and, um, uh, we just, <laughs> I, I'm just so happy that we could get all of you guys together for this. This is, uh, this is something that Deidre and I have been thinking about for a long time because we've, we've interviewed everybody here except for Scott. You know, we're, we're hoping to do that. He's a future. hard one to pin down. I would just like to point that it's out. It's super impressive he's here. Yeah, what's Thank that you. all about, Scott? Why are you so difficult to pin down? It just took somebody as special as you, Robert. <laughs> oh, get out. Get out. <laughs> It's true. It's true. Yeah, it's I want to go. To, I want to come up there and go to the Mug and Anchor Pub, man, with you guys. Just kind of. Please arrange that when we're there, and then we'll you all know. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to the people at Prometheus and see what we what we can do because it's got to happen. Well, look yes. at it. these people really want you there, Robert. So it's it's definitely got to happen. Okay. Yeah. So like uh, Deidre and I have been thinking about this for a long time. And we, the reason we haven't reached out to you to do an interview sooner is because we wanted to make this like a moment like this happen where we have all these people and we had to really butter them all at first. It took, it's like a year of buttering up Scott to get him here. I'm not yeah. kidding. So that envelope that you promised better arrive. <laughs> is it possible that Scott Barlow could it be? Yeah. Uh, so. yeah. Oh man. So, um, yeah. So we got the clot worthy moment. We got uh, the Maddie Blake video and that was so great of Maddie to send to us. Yes. And, um, you know, we're kind of wrapping it up here cause, uh, we told, uh, our guests, our, our additional guests that we'd want to hold them longer than 30 minutes and it's almost to 30 minutes. Uh, if you guys have anything else you'd like to say to Robert, please just go for it right now. And, um, we're going to eventually or really soon wrap it all up. Well, actually, I think it's been fascinating to learn Robert's background and, and because most people see you just as the narrator of the Curse of Oak Island. And yet you have this this diverse and long background in, in, in acting and narrating. Right. Um, and I mm -hmm. think that's been wonderful to learn about you. Oh, thank you. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going out about a war here. <laughs> I think it's great to get to actually speak with you. I mean, it's one thing, like I say, we hear your voice, and but to, you know, to communicate and kind of put a face to the name and, and be able to talk with you and listen to you, on my part, because I don't say much. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's wonderful you're able to be here. Yeah, but I bet you, I bet you Scott's got a spot for you at uh, Money Pit on uh, Terry's operating table right next to him. You guys can... Oh yeah! Give me the. You know, let me do that. Let me pick through the spoils. I'll find a spot for you on every job site on the island. Make sure you. Um, <laughs> Scott will put you to work. Love like it. yeah, it's it's like Clot where the uh, you know. This isn't a free ride. Talk talk is cheap, <laughs> buddy. This isn't a free ride. And I just like to echo what Scott said. I mean, you're such a huge part of the show, an integral part of the show, and. Uh, to you know finally get to meet you 
Um, it's a real pleasure. So hopefully we'll meet you in person one day. Uh, well, thank you, doctor. I really, really appreciate that. I also agree, Robert. It would be marvelous to get you up here. And I love the idea of a mug and anchor cruise. Maybe we leave Oak Island on the boat and end up at the mug and anchor pub. There you go. There you go. I'm with you, Tony, 100%. All in, <laughs> right? <laughs> that sounds truly fantastic. All right. So um, I'd like to, uh, you know, Robert, do you have anything you need to, anything you would like to promote or how people can follow you on social media since this is your interview? Oh, well, you know, I've got the Twitter and Facebook and uh, uh, Instagram, I mean, all, all the normals that, that, that people have out there. Um, but more importantly, you know, let's, let's continue watching Curse of Oak Island because what, what, what's happening up there is, is fascinating. It's, it's important. And it's also a lot of fun to, uh, to be on this journey with, with, with everybody that, that's working up there. So let's, you know, continue to, to support the show. Keep tuning in because we're on a, on a journey of exploration. And the only way to find out is by keep going. People that, that say to me, uh, well, you know, you're not, you're not finding anything. I said, well, what, do you, what would you t say to any explorer? Would you say turn around after a couple of days? You know, that's not the way humans are. We keep searching. You, you, you don't know what you're going to find. Even when you find it, it may not be what you expected or anticipated or what you're even looking for. Yeah. But the only way to find out is to keep going. And I admire each and every one of you for, uh, for the work that you've put in and for the great joy that you're giving to so many people each and every week. I hear it from people all the time how much they love the show, look forward to it. And it's, 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 it's what we call destination TV. And that's rare nowadays to have something that is destination TV where people say Tuesday at nine o'clock, this is where I'm going to be. This is what I want to watch. And it's a testament to each and every one of you that that's up there working so hard. And you really are truly helping a lot of people get through what has been a very difficult time this last year plus. So again, thank you. Awesome. And, you know, I just sorry to any of our listeners that, you know, we potentially didn't get to your questions that you had submitted. But, you know, it's been a really great time hanging out here with uh, Robert and everybody. Yeah. And uh, so I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up yeah. and call Th it good. Thank you to everybody. Thank you, Laird, Aaron, Scott. And you guys, uh, you guys really uh, knocked it out of the park for us. Thank you so much for uh, doing this for us and for Robert, because uh, it meant a lot to us, but it probably means even more to Robert. He's been uh, narrating your guys' life for the past uh, number, X number of years. So right. thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. And just hang on for a second and then uh, we'll catch up and I'll go ahead and end the broadcast. So All right. well, until thanks, next time. Could it be? Or right. wait, wait, maybe wait. Robert can do that. <gasps> until next time. Then we, we say, could it be afterwards? So, okay. until, next so until next time. Could it be? <laughs> <laughs>